You said there was a Hawkeye thing? You said you found a Hawkeye thing? Yeah, so uh, just now saw it, just came across my desk, hot bulletin. (laughs) (laughs) This just in. Our boys in blue continue to push back. Uh, (laughs) Little Timmy's doing his part. (laughs) Uh, Let's just finish it. Take that, Hitler. (laughs) There it is. Little Timmy's collecting aluminum cans from the back alley, sending it to the boys in blue in Normandy. He's doing his part. Are you? Take that, Hitler. <laughs> always always a fan favorite. <laughs> Those old propaganda films. Love it's them, a dinger man. over the fence. Take that, Hitler. <laughs> they always ended with a like either a take that, Hitler, or yeah. for the boys in blue, or you know, for for our, war for our, yeah, for our gals and you know, for our gals in the Pacific. They're under distress, but they're still lovely. Hey, ladies, this one's for you. You know, it just, uh, <laughs> it just, oh my god, just, who wrote that? <laughs> I love Somebody it. Dude. To dude, to we paper. don't have that stuff anymore. It's I too know. bad, man. That's well, why it would I think, re- you know it really it really le- shine a brighter light on on the death toll that is war. You know what I mean? So yeah, instead of walking yeah. around all depressed all How, the time, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's like this is where uh, you know I know we're not a video game podcast, but I will say this is where like the Fallout games they have that stuff in that the charm. game. Yeah, right. And so I feel like all these World War II shooters, uh, th- I think they're missing out on a little bit of tongue in cheek fun. Because I always want to try to be so serious with the content. Oh my gosh! I'm missing yeah, out on sure. a little tongue-in-cheek fun of just like maybe as you're waiting for a game to load, it just shows you like an old propaganda like oh yeah video you know from they would show in the movies before the movie would start you know to get you to buy war bonds or to recycle your aluminum and steel <laughs> and you know little Timmy's doing his part. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good stuff. Okay, so anyway, what I was going to say is that uh, there looks like there's a Hawkeye movie yeah. rumored. I'm getting this from comicbook.com. Just went up like two hours ago uh, to be under consideration. That's very interesting. I don't know if I would be opposed to that. I think that could be if done, you know... Uh, I guess it sounds kind of a stupid comment to make. If it's done well, Ryan, it'll be a good movie. Yeah, but it, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> if it's done well, it'll be yeah. good. Ooh, this water is wet. <laughs> you know, I was out in the sun today, and it was hot. <laughs> God, oh, stupid. isn't I think that, I feel like that's like. This just in. Uh, Sand you know continues that's to show, be dry. That's the, show, that's the show title. If it's done well, it'll be good. Yeah, right. Because, <laughs> dude, I mean, but honestly, like in how we do this show, and we've been doing it for a couple of years, and how other shows do their show, it's like it, they, we all say the same. We all really just say the same thing. Yeah. And it's really that. It really boils down to <laughs> if it's done if it's, well, it'll be if good. If it's done well, it'll be good. <laughs> like Stupid! That's, I know. It's that's, a, what an inane comment. <laughs> we, boy, we have we have raised the bar of, of game re- or of, of comic reporting here. Uh, right. I just now got another news uh, bulletin <laughs> here. Uh, lit matches <laughs> continue to burn exposed skin. So whoa, whoa. yeah. So be <laughs> <Stay> reasonable. <laughs> beware. Beware Stay of that. Safe. Do Stay not touch safe a lit there. match. 
Okay? <laughs> it will still burn you. <laughs> we'll do we'll do an expose on that in the next week. I'm glad we were able sure. to put that in this show, dude, because there's gonna there's a reason was, somewhere who's like, I wonder if this still Yep. Whoa. It hurts. <laughs> the boys the boys on the on the audio program just told me. On the auto audio squawking box. Uh so <laughs> Yeah, a, a Hawkeye standalone movie. I I don't know that that that's interesting when I when I see it. And yeah, uh, you know he obviously was not in Infinity War. We know he's going to be in uh, Avengers Four. We know that. Uh, that's yeah. so. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if he's one of those characters that can carry a a solo film. I don't know. That's it's it's odd to me. Um. I think it's interesting, up. but yeah, I think it would definitely have to be a buddy, buddy movie, but it would, it's kind of hard to nail in. A, I mean, it, I would think it would be a prequel. I think it would be, you know, oh, the tale of that could be an old, oh, you know, like Hawkeye and black widow, like pre yeah. Avengers. That would or be like very the end of the movie, like the end of the movie, he meets Natasha for the first time. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, like we get his okay. origin and then by okay. at the end of the movie, we see them together. Which would I be would be cool. down with that. I think that could work maybe, but I think, I think right now, like the depth of a character as you know, as, as is Hawkeye, especially the way that, that MCU has been presenting him, um, is shallow. I mean, not that he's a terrible, I'm not saying he's a terrible character. I'm just saying that there's not a, there's no, that's not a deep pool that we dive into going, man, I really wonder. Well, if, he was so, you know, I mean, his, his character choice in the first Avengers, I mean, he was, uh, he was a flunky, you know, for Loki for, you know, 85% yeah, of the movie, which was kind of a bummer, but Hey, what do you do? And then, you know, I mean, they gave us a little bit more deeper, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, a little bit more deeper storyline with. Yeah. You know, revealing his family and his children and, and who knows what uh, he's going to have for Avengers four. Did his family get right. dusted? We know he's under house arrest. He chose, you know, him and Scott Lang chose house arrest. You, when you see the trailers for Ant-Man and Wasp, you see the, the tracker being put on his foot. So we know that much, but beyond that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say if, I think this is a good segue that if Marvel in Disney are considering a Hawkeye standalone. Yeah. And if it were to be a prequel, because according to this article, there's not really much there because it's just a rumor at this point. It's, it's right. thin. You know, it's, it's amazing what these websites can do, Ryan. They can take a rumor and make it a 12 page, you know, uh, story is, yeah. If it were to be a prequel, I think we have to be very cautious because, and this is not going to be a rant or anything like that. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. You know, Solo has gathered in so much vitriol that I think nobody is listening to anybody. We're just camping on an opinion uh, over a movie for crying out loud and just whipping arrows back and forth. And we're not allowed to have an opinion. Uh, one way or the other. <laughs> it, oh, if you have an opinion contrary to mine, well, <laughs> outrage, outrage, outrage. Okay. Uh, that I would say that if this is going to be a prequel, maybe we have to discuss is the interest in this character, like you said, deep enough to warrant that. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, Han Solo is a much deeper character than Hawkeye, at least on in film. Right. We're in not film. talking. We're not yeah, talking in print. Film. We're talking on yeah. film. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You haven't had a chance that's to a, see. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. No, it's just an iffy kind of movie for me. I mean, I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Like it'd be kind of like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but in terms of like when I, I guess that would be as excited as I am. Well, man, that's kind of a hard way to say that. Uh, I guess if Marvel and Netflix announced a new show about yet another like defenders, that's about how excited I would be to go see hot. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. You know, like it's yeah. like if it's season one, like brand new, like there's another character that they want to start. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I'm not, yeah, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to start wearing purple from now on. Gots to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, the Marvel just launched a new show, cloak and dagger on yeah, they free did. form. Yeah. And I, I gotta say not, not interested. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of, huh. man, there's the, the content. There's so much content that it's, it's tough. Yeah, man. Yeah, and tough. I think that's what brings us to solo. Now you haven't had a chance to see it yet. Have no. you? Okay. No. All right. So, uh, I, I have seen it once and again, reasonable is this is not going to be a rant. This is not going to be a two hour solo breakdown. We're not going to do that. And, uh, I'll be very transparent. I'm not going to, in, yeah. I'm not going to engage in Twitter wars or anything like that. I'm just going to give a quick snippet thought and we're going to move on. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, there's because there's uh, honestly, it's just been enough. It is um, enough. It I'm, really I'm is over. Enough. I'm like, I, you know, when we talked about this offline not too long ago and I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm kind of stepping in your way here. Oh, that's fine. But Go ahead. We, we, you and I, we, we talked, we talked uh, offline not too long ago about the, the solo stuff. And we were kind of, you know, pitching back and forth and you know just kind of this and that and the other and you said you enjoyed it i said well that sounds great and and it finally got to the point where i was just like you know what i I know why i'm not in the theater and it's because of every the internet it's honestly it's it's everywhere it's twitter it's websites it's on my rss feeds i have seen more stupid 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 things on these on everything else that i've completely uh not completely mostly lost interest in even wanting to watch the movie like i i am excited about what i've heard i've heard some spoilers which i think are kind of cool um that's 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 even as far as i've gone is is i've actually kind and i never do that i hate spoiling movies for myself um and i was even exposed to some spoilers and i was like oh well, that sounds kind of cool. Like, I guess that kind of makes sense timeline wise. And like, that would be kind of cool to see a, B and C and look at all these pieces coming together. That would be kind of cool. But man, I have been burned. I haven't even been into it. And the candle is burned at both ends for me. Just even wanting to go see this movie. I, you know, I want to go. I can I still want to go see it. I still want to go see it in the theater, but I don't know, man, like internet's ruined me on this one. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it is, you know, Last Jedi was so <clears throat> unnecessarily yeah. vitriolic. And, you know, we had a very lengthy breakdown of The Last Jedi. In yeah. fact, I think it, it was a whole show. No, it, yeah, it was a, almost two and a half. I think it was two and a half hours. It was one of our longest. It was. I think until Infinity War. I think Infinity <clears throat> War was a little longer. Probably. And then. Probably. Yeah. And, you know, we, we both uh, came to the defense of The Last Jedi. 
Sure. We felt a lot of the criticisms uh, were unwarranted, unnecessary. Uh, it was failing to take into consideration storyline that had already been laid out. It was failing to take into consideration just what we would consider common sense in the universe uh, and story that is Star Wars. And we're not going to revisit that. If you guys want to listen to our our takedown of it, or not takedown, our take on it, you know, go back and you know re re listen to the to the episode. We're going to let that speak for itself. Sure. Though I do want to say, you know, as an example, I remember hearing someone complain about seeing ships being refueled in the last year. Like, oh, so apparently the ships run on fuel now. And you and I laugh. It's like, well, what else would they run on? Oh I mean, my God, who cares? Yeah, right, right. And so, and we even who referenced, cares? yeah, and we even referenced <laughs> so episode, exhausting. yeah, we even referenced episode four, where before the attack on the Death Star, what were they disconnecting from X Wing? You know, fighters, uh, fuel tubes and fuel lines. They were fueling up their fighters to what <laughs> potentially could have been their last battle ever, right? So it was stuff like that that we looked at. It was like, you know, just stop. Just stop it. So getting to Solo. Now, uh, you know, I did tweet out I was wrong. Uh, I had a good time watching Solo. I really did. That's awesome. I really did. And Reasonables, you know how much I love Star Wars. I, I had fun watching it. That being said, this is my opinion. Okay. This is my opinion. And my criticisms of this movie, I don't think fall in line with, well, I didn't know they had ran on, on fuel. Uh, or, you know, well, a, a woman was, was a main character. Yeah, you're right. All the way back to episode four. Uh, her name was Carrie Fisher. So it, it, it's none of that stupidity. Okay. And again, reasonable, the fanboys, the reasonable fanboys were done with, with Twitter wars over solo, a star Wars story. My opinion is this. It was a fun movie that was not needed. It, it literally gave me nothing that I did not already know. It just didn't. How did yeah. Han Solo win the Millennium Falcon? Uh, he won it fair and square in a card game. And yeah. which is a line that's used in Solo. I know you haven't seen it, right? But is a line that's used in Solo when Han goes fair and square. Okay. Sure. Well, I already knew that. The Empire Strikes Back told me that. The Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Yeah, I, I was already told that in, in uh, A New Hope. Now, I, I got to see how it was done, but I already, I already knew that it, that it did it. I, I already knew. Uh, it, I, it, Han Solo was a, a, a pirate and a, and a smuggler and kind of a, kind of a Wild West cowboy. Yeah, I, I, already, I already knew that. I, I saw him draw first on Greedo in 1977 and shoot him. Yeah. I, I, I knew that. Chewbacca's his best friend. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. The Millennium Falcon is Han Solo's love. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon has its own quirky personality. Yeah, I know. C-3PO said, what an interesting dialect your, your ship's navigator computer has. Well, we got to see how that became. Yeah, okay. Didn't really push anybody forward. I mean, okay. So that's that's my opinion. You you can hate me for my opinion. You you can get outraged and you wow wow do all that. that. That's my opinion. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie. No no. I was happy to say I was wrong. It 
virtually in terms of the Star Wars narrative gave me nothing that I didn't already know, which is so different from Rogue One. It gave me so much that I didn't know. And I think it's very telling, Ryan, and and we're going to move on because I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I think it's very telling that here we're almost three weeks into this movie. And I know some people, it's funny when they go, oh, box office doesn't matter when a movie is not performing well, but when it's doing really well, box office is everything. (laughs) See? 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 It did well. (laughs) Nerds! Shut up. Okay, it, Solo was a failure. It was a failure. It's a box office failure. And I'm going to give two reasons why I believe that it is. Number one, it was too close to The Last Jedi. Five months is too close for Star Wars. And you may say, well, in the Marvel what movies. Rogue, what was Rogue One? Rogue what One was, was one year was after A New Hope. One year later. Or not A New Hope. I'm sorry. Force, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens, yeah. M- much longer than a year after A New Hope. <laughs> One. It was a single. And I lived 40 years worth of life. (laughs) In that one, it was a long year. I got so much accomplished. (laughs) Really, most productive year, I would say. (laughs) No, one year between uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. So we we had five months between Last Jedi and, and Solo. So... Some of the nerds will say, well, in the Marvel movies, sometimes there's only two months in between. By design, guys, by design, that's how these movies started. We spent two full episodes on the birth of the MCU with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, just a few, just 90 days away from each other. So, three and four movies, I think, in a year. Yeah, I think that's they did. At been one point, the it was pattern. Three movies, three movies in a year. Yes, that's been the pattern. That's been to be expected. Star yeah. Wars is a different beast. It's a different animal. And, and I'm hoping that Disney learns from this, that we savor the flavor when it comes to Star Wars. We don't need a Star Wars movie every five months or every six months or whatever. So I think it was too close to The Last Jedi. And then my other opinion of it is this. I really believe it's a story that people weren't that compelled to know. And I gave you, I, t- I told you, Ryan, I said, you know, you don't really have to see this in the theater. It, yeah. In my opinion, it was not a theater spectacle. Okay. This wasn't the Millennium Falcon flying underground on crate with red crystals blowing up everywhere and chewing, you know, yelling. That was epic. Yeah. That needed to be seen on the big screen. Mm, this one will work pretty well on your 55 inch 4K. It'll work pretty good. And yeah. that's just my opinion. And it's very, I think it's just very telling that when we had a movie like Rogue One that had no identifiable characters, Ryan, no identifiable characters that had any backstory existing in the Star Wars universe in 17 days, domestically made $424 million versus Solo, which is filled with identifiable characters in 17 days, has made $176 million. Solo on track right now domestically will make less than the Empire Strikes Back did in 1981. That's rough. I'm going to leave it at that. Reasonableness, that's my take. I didn't hate it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I'll be buying it on 4K Blu-ray day one because that's what I do as a Star Wars fan. 
But my opinion is this. It was a failed experiment. It has not lived up to expectations. It's not what people wanted. It's not what people asked for. And they're voting with their dollars. And there you go. To add. You can, yeah. you can argue box office doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter when it's not performing, right? And I really hope Disney is listening because we love this. I love this. But don't give me ho-hum. I want the spectacle. Rogue One was a yeah. spectacle, man. It was awesome. And it was heartbreaking. And it, but it, it, it played yeah. to the necessity of A New Hope and why the rebellion was in such a fever pitch to blow up this Death Star because they had just lost half of their rebel fleet. They had nothing to rely on. And this was it. If they didn't get this Death Star with a handful of X-Wings and Y-Wings, that was it. They were done. Mm-hmm. That's what made A New Hope so like, well, now I really get why this, they were in such a, a panic why they needed yeah. anybody and everybody to throw in. Solo didn't give me that. Yeah. Chewbacca's in danger. Oh, no. Is he going to hit his head? No, he's not. <laughs> because he's in six other movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. Well, and, no, I think and, and I'm mean, done. I I'm done with Solo. Oh, that's good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that, honestly, I think it's, well, to me, it's telling uh, to see Deadpool, a rated R rated R movie is a million dollars behind solo, a star Wars story while Deadpool four or Deadpool two is in week four dead and solo is in week three. Yeah. And it's only a million dollars behind a rated R movie is a million dollars behind solo for this weekend for yeah. June 8th through 10th. Yeah. I think that's kind of telling. I mean like, you know, uh, that's kind of weird. Like, why would, <laughs> why would, why would that happen? Like, that's the question, right? Like, why would, why would that happen? Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of odd. But box office does matter. You know, it, it does well, people, matter. Like because- you said, man, people vote with their dollar, man. And I think that's a big, you've got to, you've got to pay attention to that. Now, We've been, there's movies that have not done well in the theater that we love. Again, I think Empire Strikes Back is a very apt example of people now when you, when everybody says, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And they go Empire. You know, even Deadpool jokes about Star Wars is separate. It's almost like when they say Star Wars, it's like Empire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's even a gag in there about that. Everybody's favorite old, you know, original trilogy Star Wars movie is Empire. Everybody. But yet, it did it very under it underwhelmed. Now maybe in forty oh, no, years, no, it did, we're gonna, no, it didn't underwhelm, dude. It surpassed Star Wars within weeks when it came. Well, when hang it on, came. maybe did I mishear you then? No, you, so you yeah, so let me rephrase. So let me rephrase. Solo, okay, right now right. domestically is at one hundred seventy six million. Right. When you adjust for inflation and all that fun stuff, The Empire Strikes Back in nineteen eighty one did domestically two hundred and seventy six million. Which for the time in 1981 was bonkers. That was bonkers. Star Wars only did about 110. And for 1977, that was insane. For a movie to make $110 million theatrically in 1977, that was insane. Jaws was the first one to do it. And then Star Wars was the second. So for Empire Strikes Back to double and a half 
what its predecessor did was insane because sequels did not make as much as the True. first one. Yeah. Okay. So what I, what I was referring to, and I want everyone to, to understand where I'm coming from. Cause I totally misheard you then. Okay. Cause Solo. I've been looking at good based on that. I was yeah. looking at something else and okay. I was trying to make another point. Solo, which is now completely dumb. Okay. Solo is on pace to make less than the empire strikes back did in its first run in 1981. And that's shameful. <laughs> that's shameful that the empire strikes back will make more money are made more money domestically than what Solo will in 2018. That's insane. Do you get what I'm saying? No. My goal is Solo should be <laughs> my 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 it Solo should be making more. I, oh, well yeah. Solo should be making so, yeah. more, but it won't. I mean, that's how bad the box office numbers are for this that it's making less than the original trilogy did. That's how bad it is because Empire made more than Star Wars. Jedi made more than Empire. The prequels made more than the original trilogy. And then, you know, The Force Awakens darn near was over $2 billion. And The Last Jedi hit $1.3 billion. Solo won't even get within popcorn fart distance of 500. Shameful. Yeesh. Shameful. It's disrespectful. Box office means everything reasonable. When it comes to these comic book movies, when it comes to Star Wars, if they don't make money, guess what happens? They stop making them. They get cut. Okay, so for anyone who goes, well, it's not about the box office numbers. Oh, you bet your caboose. <laughs> I'm going to get fired up. You bet your caboose it's all about the box office numbers. You don't think there's a bean counter at Warner Brothers right now going, holy maholy, Justice League didn't do a billion dollars? Yeah, we're rethinking this. We're rethinking this. You think if Ant Man and Wasp comes out to a, they're gonna be like, uh, uh oh, right? Yeah. All it takes, reasonableness. All it takes is for one, one of them, to massively underperform, for people to start potentially considering, are we going in the right direction? And as Star Wars fans, that should make us very nervous that Solo has underperformed yeah. the way that it has. It makes me nervous. Disney, I don't need a Star Wars movie every five months, homies. I don't. I don't. That's never been the case. George Lucas didn't do it that way. You guys don't need to do it either. Star Wars yeah. fans, we love to savor mm -mm, that sweet flavor of a galaxy far, far away. So that's just my take. Reasonable. You can take it for what it is. I'm not going to engage in a Twitter war. I'm not going to engage in an email war. That is my opinion. I'm sticking with it, and we're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some box office, though, uh, Infinity War is on track and almost hitting $2 billion worldwide. Deservedly so. Yeah. Infinity War is about to... They are at, according to Box Office Mojo right now, um, for 2018... They are at uh, it's one point nine nine nine. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> one point like, nine say nine. Two, can we just say two billion five. at this point? I mean, it's right? gonna one point nine nine five. It. It'll cross it this weekend. And here's what's crazy, dude. So if we look at um, the weekend films, uh, we're recording nine, nine, on nine, Monday, five, uh, June eleventh. Yeah, Ocean's Eight had a great opening. Uh, I'm, I actually want to go see that. I more do want to see it solo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One, it's in the same universe. It's not a remake. 
It's like a, it's yeah. like continuation of a story, which is beautiful. And I was like, very cool. This yep. is what I was I was going crazy because I was like, this is what needed to happen in Ghostbusters. That's the only thing I could think oh, about. Dude, was and I know it was such a trash disaster, movie, trash disaster, garbagio, terrible. Garbage. They have to give that movie away when you sign up for like a free account with like movies, with, with movies anywhere. anywhere. I think. Yeah, they give you a free yeah, copy of Ghostbusters. They literally have to give you one so you might watch it. But dude, I, that's the only thing I thought of when I first when I saw that trailer, and I was like, oh man, they're remaking this. This is gonna come on, like no, stop remaking no, this. Remake and it all. was like she's his sister, yep. and this is a whole other thing. And of course, it runs in the family because that's what it does. Um, I'm hundred percent. I was like, from that point on, I saw the cast. Right, you got Kate Blanchett. I was going to say two compelling got, reasons: Sandra Bullock, Kate yeah. yeah. Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. two two handsome handsome women <laughs> so you've got like that's hella I mean, good you've got this great it's hella good. Got this <laughs> great cast yes like i don't i mean i was like dude I, that's yep the Anne hathaway uh also uh featured in there rihanna's in there too no, so nobody dude. argues with Anne hathaway in this house yeah <laughs> no no nope. doesn't happen but anyway but yeah dude i was but yeah i it was had a great so, weekend, i was like man. i was like man i want to go see that before i go see solo i but, i wouldn't blame you uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so that that's actually going to be a date night movie for Joanne and I as Ocean's Eight. Oh, good. But yeah, deal, so man, yeah. Avengers: Infinity War, dude. It, so again, we're recording on June eleventh. The the weekend has literally just ended. Avengers is seven weeks into its release. It finished at number five for the weekend with seven point two million dollars. Yeah, and yeah, that that's a good weekend. That's a good weekend for a movie that's seven weeks old. And so next weekend, I, or I didn't even think easily by, by the next weekend, it will have crossed $2 billion. Um, actually, it will across, I, think, I don't think that's an yeah. outrageous bet uh, to make. But, and it's deservedly so, man. I mean, it, it's getting repeat viewers, which is what these type of movies uh, thrive on. And it's, it is still bringing in new viewers. Oh, yeah. Right, so yeah, that's a and big it's win. Got the sticking, it's got the sticking power. It does, and that, and, that, and that's a big win for Disney. That's a big win for the MCU. Because <clears throat> uh, as of right now, for 2018, uh, Disney's got the two top films: uh, Infinity War at 1.9 billion, and Black Panther at 1.3 billion. Yeah. And two movies that deserve uh, those box office accolades. That is for darn tootin'. Yeah. What I'm looking at the uh, for the last eight, what is it for the last? If I look at the last ten years on yearly box office numbers, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, six of those movies for the last ten years have been either Star Wars films or um, superhero films. Dark Knight was 2008, which is no surprise to anybody. And then the Avengers in 2012, and then from then it jumps to 2015, Star Wars, Force Awakens, Civil War, Last Jedi, and Infinity War were all the top movies in those subsequent years. It's pretty good, yeah, man. Which is why, uh, which is why everybody's like, stop, stop the comic book movies. It's fatigue. Mm. We're getting tired. Stop it stop it you know i know uh you know i'm not (laughs) i'm no um i'm no football fan 
and I'm and I you know and I'm and I'm no Yankees fan, uh, but I know when um, I know Yankees fans and I know uh, Patriots fans weren't really getting tired of winning. Uh, no. and, and, and <laughs> you know no. they they weren't tired of it. Is all I'm saying is like the fans of these movies and the fans of those franchises don't really get tired of of victory. So well, it's kind of it, hard for when for when a uh, you know for the for the Cubs fan you know pre 2016 to say eh, it's getting old. These teams keep winning. Like the only people that were complaining were the people that were losing. Well, you know, and again, it goes back to what we were saying is if you if you produce something good uh, here. OK, here's the dumb statement again. If you produce something well, it'll do good <laughs> outside of the the comic book world. We've used a quiet place as a great example. Oh, yeah. Get out as another great example. Very original yep. movie that, that did very well uh, box office yeah. and, and on uh Blu-ray and digital sales and home release. Yeah. Home release. Really did, well. Home release. Well. Yeah. I think it's uh, for HBO. I think it's one of their number one most streamed movies right now on HBO now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, you look at this, the, the breakdown as I'm looking at this box office, you've got number four uh, was hereditary, which is another horror film uh, did very well. Now we don't have what their budget is. I think some people have speculated because it's not really like a star packed movie. Their budget was probably like around, you know, maybe six, seven million. It did 13 million on its opening day, which is pretty good for yeah, a, yeah. for that genre of film. Uh, and then you look at, uh, you know, uh, a drift, which is an interesting movie. It's not setting the world on fire. But it's it's done twenty one million in in two weeks, and and that's that's not too bad. Ocean's Eight, even though it's not extremely original in terms of its content and what they're yeah. going to be doing. Oh, it's a heist movie. Oh, we've never seen a heist movie before. But then again, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven was a remake from the sixties. Yeah, that was a remake. Yeah, that was a remake. Right with Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, and so. And that movie did very well, and I love Ocean's Eleven. Not real, not real crazy about Ocean's Twelve. A little too snarky and self-aware. But Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Thirteen, I think, are are two really, really entertaining movies. I really enjoy them, and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to Ocean's Eight, which did forty one million dollars on yeah, its first weekend. It did really good. Did yeah. very well. So, you know, to the James Camerons and all these other guys, if you make something, I know again it sounds stupid. If you make something well. It doesn't have to be completely 100% original because this is Hollywood and they tend not to do very original things consistently. Yeah. It will do well. It will do well if it's going to be compelling enough. People will go see it. And I think you've got great examples. Like I said, with Ocean's 8, Get Out, A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Adrift. These are movies that are not going to be confused with comic books and Star Wars. (laughs) And they're doing very well you know for crying out loud even the overboard remake which completely even though it's a remake in name completely undoes the premise of the goldie hawn and kurt russell version from the 80s ended up making 47 million dollars and you're like okay clearly there was a market for that and people responded very well to it and it's still here locally it's still showing 
in our theaters. There's only a couple showings a day, but it's still there. Yeah. Next to Infinity War, next to Solo, next to Ocean's Eight. So there's still this market that people want to go see it. And so there you go. Yeah, man. Uh, make something really good, guys, and those good stories. People will go see it and they'll they'll pay their money for it. Yeah. Well, uh, moving forward a little bit, um, we have. Uh, I just saw this kind of pop up. Uh, I think it just because it just got posted um, that the Aquaman trailer just got debuted in Cine Europe. What? What? In front of an exclusive audience. Okay. Got my attention. At the uh, Cine Europe event in Barcelona, Spain. So it actually just debuted in Spain. Okay. In front of like a select group of people. So, so it's not public um, yet, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, they, they said it was going to drop. The official trailer is going to drop soon is what what the news <laughs> is. Tomorrow morning uh, at 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? SDCC is, is really right around the corner. Yeah. So. And this is all DC's got in their gun chamber for this year, man, is after Justice League, which... Like Solo was fun, <laughs> but you know, but woof, we whiffed, um, we whiffed a little. Yeah. This is this is the <clears throat> only round in their chamber for 2018. Yeah, it's got to perform. This is really kind of it. Yeah, and it's at the very end too. So that's that's Christmas movie time. Like, are we gonna? How many people are we gonna really pull in? Like, I hey man, I love Jason Momoa as the next person. You know what I mean? But I I liked know. him. I liked him as Arthur. I did. I, yeah, I, I think th- he's a good Arthur. He and, was weeding you know. a little too much, and we're not gonna we're not gonna beat on that horse. But uh, nah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah. So he's got. So anyway, so the trailer just 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 was debuted out there. Interesting. Um, I'm I'm excited uh, to see. Uh, that. Let's see. There's not any. Um, reactions yet like there's no one there's not really like a these people are saying this these people are saying that these people are saying that um let's see uh uh and the movie apparently it definitely is a prequel so oh sure we're, yeah so we're seeing you know everything before the before justice league and everything else but um yeah so we might be, that's apparently like right on the edge of coming out is well, the new Aquaman it's, trailer. It's so. good timing, I think, for DC, uh, number one, to uh, show the show the trailer, because again, we're, we're very close to San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. And I think it's good timing for this movie for its release date as well, too. Yeah. You know, this summer is very, very cutthroat. I mean, it, it, it started very early with Black Panther. And then, you know, oh, yeah. you know, Disney and Marvel gave us that, you know, just one, two uppercut combo. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, that one two uppercut combo of Black Panther and then Infinity War, and then they're going to deliver on uh, Ant Man and Wasp, and of course you had Solo in there. You've got Deadpool two, continuing to make money. You've got The Incredibles two, which is going to be a big hit. You've got you oh know, yeah, that's going to be great. <coughs> oh excuse me. So I think it's a very smart move uh, by DC and Warner Brothers not to be tempted to, you know, move this movie into uh in early summer or midsummer i think it just would have been completely yeah. overlooked and overwhelmed again because of what happened with justice league and in it struggling to even break break even did very well on its home release which is good that's good news did very well on its home release yeah uh, it, it'll be on hbo because it's a warner brothers uh movie so yeah, yeah it, sure it, it's going to make its way there and i'm sure it'll do well on that it'll it'll get a lot of streams there as well but uh, I think it's very, very smart to have this movie where it's at 
and I'm excited to see the trailer. I'm excited for it. You know, we're we're the reasonable fanboys. We're excited for comic book movies. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. that's in the DNA. And so, yeah, I, I I'm I'm hoping there can be a a riding of the ship uh, again. <laughs> um, we know that Shazam is still on course. That is in the DCEU. I'm, I'm, yeah, that just wrapped. Too, yeah, and so. the, the buzz on that one is people are saying this this could be a this could be a kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. That's not going to be yeah. super heavy. It's going to have some comedy, some hijinks, some knee slapping, but also um, it's just not going to be you know yeehaw through the whole yeah. thing, which is probably what DC needs right now on film. We know Black Adam is still on deck. Black Adam and Shazam are going to have well, they're they're intertwined together. You can't really have one without the other. Yeah. And uh, we we still have potentially uh, the Green Lantern Corps. So I don't yeah. think DC and uh, in, in Warner Brothers have completely abandoned the DC EU per the rumors. I think they're just obviously Justice League is is probably woken up a few people. Uh, for that so we'll see where it goes well hopefully they just pick a director and let that director Dude, just, finish yeah, the movie man, just, you know, so. let them create let them let's see create right let's see but yeah right if it's Shazam done well just, they just wrapped it up if, it, so if, if it's, it's done, done well, well it'll do good i mean it's it'll just be good. <laughs> <laughs> if it's done well it'll be good but yeah man i'm excited you know i really am excited for shazam i you know ever since the zachary levi casting like i've always been a fan of that guy you know chuck i you know i watched chuck I, every week I was one of those Chuck watchers, man. And, um, mainly because when they, uh, when they debuted him playing, I think it was like, it was an old arcade game, like Galaga to rush. Yeah. Like he had rush on and he was playing that game. I'm like, all right, well, of course the show's now. Okay. Like I'm in. Yeah. Like, when, when, what do you got to do? Like, yeah. of course I'm Nerd in. Win. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that movie, I mean, that show was, was a lot of fun. Really, really good. Uh, of course we liked him in uh, Thor, mm-hmm. um, Thor two, which he got a lot of speaking role in and yeah. he kind of did more of the acting there and in Thor three. I think he said, Ugh. And then <laughs> I think that was the only his only line in Thor Ragnarok was death death rattle. <laughs> yeah, is hella made short work of everybody. I think, oh man, I recent I just kind of uh, I was watching that casually the other day. And did, then, uh, did you get it on 4K? I haven't got it on 4K yet. It was on it's on Netflix right now. So oh, I was like, well, okay. uh, so I yeah. so I kind of hummed through it and just was like, all right, but I'm gonna give it a serious 4K watch, man. Like that's oh, gonna happen. Oh, dude, the 4K transfer um, on that is just drool city, oh. dude. There's just so many colors. Of course there is, but yeah, man. Like I was watching that. Of course she comes through, you know, the Bifrost and and just um, dispatches immediate dispatch of of the Warriors of, of, of the Warriors two of the, <laughs> of the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors two, and then the third one that was outside. Uh, and, no, and then no lady Sif. We don't know where Siv, she's at. you know, Siv's on a TV show, I think right now. So yeah, <laughs> do I don't do? think she cares. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, you know, there's it, even little rumors of her still being alive after the snap. And yeah. like she, there's a chance she might have an encounter. I don't think there's any more to, there's nothing left for, honestly, I'm thinking of phase one characters. I, there's really, we are wrapping these guys up. They need to be wrapped up. There's, if we continue to dig into and shovel things out of there, it's just going to fart in the wind later on. Well, like there, we need to wrap these characters up. There is a rumor that's floating that uh, Thor may continue to be the one thread 
the Chris Hemsworth that that he would not be recast. That 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 it would like we're done with standalone Thor movies. You would see him recur. So kind of like other the new films. Nick Fury, really. Yeah, kinda, you would like, see him recur in the... other films. So that that that's, I think that's a a, a cool possibility. Yeah. Uh, with that, and, and I know there's been uh, again some more speculation and rumor, which I think is just that that Hella may show up in Avengers Four. I, I, you know, we haven't heard anything officially of Kate Blanchett being in it. I, yeah. I, I think that's just wishful thinking because she is one of the more interesting, at least in the Thor movies, interesting villains that we've been presented. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I, I think she could pose an interesting either ally or foe against Thanos, but I think they're going in a different direction. I don't know. It'd be like trying to shoehorn Loki into Age of Ultron, which was initially the plan, and they was like, "No, this isn't going to work." Um, just because he's a right. fan yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. doesn't mean he needs to be in this movie. I think with well, Hella, the movie's got to stand on its own. Yeah, and with Hella, yeah, she's definitely a fan favorite. She's one of my favorites, but don't just shoehorn her in just to say, "Oh, look, we got her in. Isn't that great? Everybody loved it." So. Uh, yeah, that you're right. And, and we're wrapping this stuff up and that's where like this rumor of a Hawkeye standalone. I, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like we're ready for new stories to be told. And yeah. is Hawkeye a new story that needs to be told? I don't know. And then, yeah, I think we need to, we really need to uh, set up that trend. We need to transition. I mean, we had the setup of the transition at the end of, of civil war i mean you you watch the end of that movie or no 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 uh age of ultron if you watch the end of the movie in age of ultron we had you know those almost like we almost shouted new avengers at the end of that movie right because we had the you had you know uh steve walking into the building in in the new avengers building in in what upstate upstate new york right where it's at yeah and talking to the new crew, yeah, right? War Machine, Falcon, Vision. You had the new Scarlet crew, Wedge, yeah. Like it was that. It was like, oh, dude, like here we go. I would love to see them take mantles and and become the leads and become the the next four the the next front of the, some of these movies. I think it'd be well, great. And how cool would it be too that if Avengers Four, because which they have not said the title, right? They're really keeping still, that oh, under man. wraps. How cool would it be if the title was The New Avengers? Oh, yeah, man. Because that was a comic book title for years. Yeah. The New Avengers. 81? Yeah. Avengers? The New Avengers. Right? Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be it, would just cool. be, it would just be a great next, you know, as we transition from this bucket of phases to, you know, Avengers 2, you know, version 2.0 or whatever it might be. Like, those things would be really, really cool. Yeah. I would love it. Cool. All right, dude. Speaking of Avengers, man, uh, as we're, uh, we're, we're looking to keep things brief for your ears this week. Uh, speaking of Avengers and uh, moving into some print, I e- uh, didn't e- email you. I emailed you today, Ryan, because that's the most effective form of communication. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> Is uh, I just started reading, and I'm, I'm going to give huge props right now to yeah. Marvel. I'm going to show it to you. Very cool cover. Yeah. Very cool cover. That is cool. Uh, Avengers number one. I see you. Uh, Avengers number one. The hard reset of the Avengers. And you notice, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to you. You notice there's no little cryptic Marvel legacy. Oh, just beautiful, 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 beautiful. This is this is 
They've they've heard our show, John. They've been yeah, listening. Someone was listening. They've listened to us finally. It. Marvel yeah. a numero uno, dude. I bet it's scratch and sniff. I bet it smells it. like fresh, clean linen. Mm. Smells like paper. It smells like that comic book paper. Yeah, man. And this is a cool read. This is a very cool read. Um, I'm not going to dig into it because uh, I want you guys to pick it up and read it yourselves. But really, it it kind of traces the Avengers back to one million ye- one million years into the past hmm. when Odin assembled the first Avengers team. And it's very cool. That's kind of cool. It is very cool. This current Avengers team, I'll, lead, I'll read off the roster here. Very interesting. We have the mighty Thor. This isn't the Jane Foster Thor. This is Odin's son. Because well, Jane Foster died. She's, she's dead. Yeah, uh, we've thing. got Captain Marvel, who is wearing her theatrical outfit. They've adopted it for classic. Print. Black Panther, Captain America, the Invincible Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and then two very cool wild cards: Ghost Rider and right. She Hulk. Hey, very cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. I loved Ghost Rider comics, though. Yeah, Ghost Rider has been an Avenger off and on, uh, which is very cool. But yeah, he is uh, a part of this new Avengers team. Uh, there are two issues in. Uh, really great read, guys. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Very old school, classic feel. Uh, there's a little bit of self awareness in the book as well, too, where they kind of take some nods and jabs. The writers do take some nods and jabs at some of the previous writing, which is. Interesting, right? Because I mean, the characters in the book are not self-aware. We're not talking Deadpool here, but the the writers are, and it's a very classic old school story. Where, dude, it's the Avengers fighting the Celestials. Yeah, old school. That's really classic, cool. Jack Kirby esque, Jack Kirby era, and I'm loving it. It is super easy to pick up, guys. Whether you go to your comic book store, or you pick up the Marvel app, you just tap on Avengers number one. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Easy to find, <laughs> man. Go. Easy to find. You pick it up. You read it. Even if you don't know like the history of Secret Empire and yeah. you know, Tony okay. being in a coma and the AI, Tony Stark, even if even, those little snippets are mentioned, but they're not dwelt upon, and it's not the foundation on which the story is based, they give you enough of what happened before for you to go, okay, cool. Thank you. It's like three panels. And you're like, good. That's good. That's all I needed. Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah, man. Marvel, Marvel for the win on that one, dude. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Thoroughly enjoying that one. Really happy. That I'm just super happy and I will continue to be happy and continue to say that I'm happy that they hit the reset button and they went back to number ones and they allowed their universe to close and reopen and let us enjoy getting started again. Yes. It works and it's beautiful. And you know, a lot of comic, but you, you get the longevities, right? Like, Hey man, Superman kept its numbering system, but because the entirety of DC had reset, Superman was the only outlier. Correction comics was the only outlier Correct. and you would still be able to keep up with how the changes happen and they made it easier for you. Well, um, yeah, even but, go ahead. I was, I was, yeah. I almost said no, it's just, but you know, you still have, you still have those things, but it's, it's just very, very important that you allow your, allow your audience a breath to come back in. The reason why people stay out of comic books is because of those reasons, man. It's like you pick one up and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. 
Yeah. But I, why I, am I reading this? You, I need you, a reason you, to read. Yeah, you got to find the back issue bin somewhere and you're just, you know, you're yanking out comics or you're on the on, on Comixology or the Marvel app or whatever. It's a chore. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can say flip side on that. Um, after the events of Dark Metal, DC moved into uh, Justice League, No Justice. It was a super fast four issue series. They didn't draw it out. It was like, here's the first one. Here's the second one. Here's the third one. Here's the fourth one. I mean, it was like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, right? And we have Doomsday Clock ticking. Doomsday along. Clock ticking. And then what? <laughs> what DC did with Justice League No Justice? It said, and I know you haven't finished it yet. It's a, it's a very. I finished fast, the first issue. Okay, it's a very. I finished fast, it this afternoon, actually. Awesome. Yeah. It's a very fast, easy to read, but it's packed with cool info. Basically, what happened during Dark Metal? They broke what's called the Source Wall. It protects the barrier between the DC multiverse and then this completely unexplored other universe that exists beyond that is now pouring into the DC multiverse and the justice league basically resets themselves into the old, their, their mantra is the old way of doing things is now done. It's over. And now Ryan, they've hard reset the justice league with a number one. Boom. Beautiful. Boom. Re- hard reset with a number one. Didn't complete. It has not undone anything that happened under the rebirth moniker. It's still in play. It still exists. But if you have not been reading Justice League and you want to read Justice League to see what the, the uh, after effects of Dark Metal were, what the after effects of No Justice are, pick it up, read it. You're going to be good. You're going to love it. And that is how you get people reading books, man. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. And I, I would say that if you're still listening to the show and you still have yet to pick up a comic book, which is not all that rare, um, honestly, if, if diving into a single character's storyline seems a bit too saturated into what that character is about and the deep thoughts of what's going on there, you're right. They are going to be deep cuts, right? Like that's what, I mean, if you think about albums, uh, single, single character issues are going to be deep cuts of that of that character however if you want a mixtape and you want to keep it light and you want to keep things moving in a direction that you like and you like these certain characters get the team up issues get the get the avengers issues get the justice league issues get the teen titan issues um all the groups that are inside of here you know they're going to allow you to still get a taste of man you know I know people love Batman and they're just going to dig into Batman and they're just going to read Batman issue after Batman issue and they're going to eat the Batman up. They're going to love it. But I want a little Batman, I want a little Superman, I want a little Wonder Woman, I want a little Green Lantern. I want a little I want a little bit of a lot of things. I want the Flash a little bit. Like Justice League, Avengers, like those group team ups, like perfect place to start. And especially now since a lot of things are getting reset again, now is the perfect time to jump into those to get a flavor of these characters again that way you don't have to buy a into a series on a one character yeah that you feel like you're missing out on some other and you're like man i want superman now i gotta go buy five superman books well i want wonder <laughs> woman too well now i gotta go buy five <laughs> wonder woman books exactly, like, exactly that's tough and that's expensive and it's exhausting uh more than anything else it is exhausting to try to keep up read justice league read avengers read the groups suicide squad yeah, like all those groups. That, man. That's a They're great good. point. That, that, that man. could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a super great point. If you're 
Because oftentimes I think what you discover is if, because we do have people who listen to this show who say, man, dude, I, I don't read comic books, but you know, I'm like, uh, I know what's going on because of you two sure. chuckleheads talking about it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Also, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yeah. Compliment received. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, I think you're, you're hundred percent right. That, that's a great place to start. And, you know, we've got Doomsday Clock, which is now almost halfway done. Issue number five uh, just oh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Rich as and creamy and woof, man, so much going on. Again, you know, this isn't DC fanboy gushing, but man, guys, if you're not reading this storyline, it is really you're seeing the fruits of hard labor from a comic book company that is their goal starting all the way back to new 52 was to get to this point. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's coherent. It's cohesive. There's going to be plot holes because it's comic books. Okay. You have to put that to the side, but you're just like, wow, I really can see where I don't know about you, Ryan, but I, I just read these things that are happening at doomsday clock that are happening in justice league that are happening in Batman they're happening in Superman and so on. Where I go, holy cow, they really had this mapped out. Yeah. They really had this mapped out. And back that's what from gives New me 52 all the way oh, from back then. Right? Of ready for now. I mean, the New 52 was, was 20, 2011. Ooh, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. 2011. And then here we are. 2018 and it all fits seeing this seven year just steps it through fits. at least for at least what i've seen now you know yes. it could, we could not i'm not going to say like back from before 2011 i know i have zero familiarity with how dc was running so like from 2011 be before that maybe you know five years like no no clue so i couldn't tell you if that was like you know even planned from then but at least from new 52 when we got the big huge reset and big huge moments Man, you could see these. Uh, you look back in time, and you you see the big footprints of like where this is heading, and it's really cool. And and that's what gives me so much excitement over what Marvel is now doing with their resets. Is yeah. they at least initially early on, they have a blueprint, a design, and a path for these yeah. characters and these books, and that is why we just simply say thank you. Thank yeah. you. This is what yeah. we wanted from Marvel for the past almost three years now. This is what we have wanted is this clear path, this clear line of storytelling to bring in new readers, to sustain old readers, to keep us satisfied and keep things fresh and exciting and moving forward. And I think Marvel is now doing that. And that's awesome. That yep. is awesome. That is exactly yeah, what we what we wanted and we're getting it really, really, really good to see, man. Really, really good to see. Uh, is time. Um, yeah. As time draws nigh, I just want to give another shout out to shadow man from valiant shadow man. Number three just dropped. I am man. That is a cool story. If you guys want to resign this mystical, weird, strange, like what in the heck <laughs> is going on? Uh, can I recommend Shadow Man? I, I said it, I think, on our last episode. We did. We talked at length about yeah, it. Yeah, Shadow it Man really is kind of like Valiant's yeah. Doctor Strange. There's just a lot yep. of like, who do, voodoo, what the heck? 
Uh, and it doesn't a lot make of mystery me there, and it's yeah. great. Doesn't make me dizzy like Doctor Strange yeah. comic books do. Yeah, man, doesn't give you a, doesn't give you a headache. Which doesn't give is me cool. a headache and make me dizzy. <laughs> so very cool. I just that's gonna be my final shout out for print. Is and uh, I, I know I camp on Valiant a lot. This Shadow Man series, I'm digging it, man. I am really yeah. digging it. And if Valiant is serious about a movie universe, I, I think Shadow Man could be a pretty cool fit, man. I think it really oh, could. It, oh my gosh. Just, ugh, I can almost see it already. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Even Seriously, more, than, even so more than good. Bloodshot, even more than the Harbingers. Uh, Shadow Man's cool, he, dude. He, yeah, reasonable. If you're not, you know, reading and the only it, thing that turned me on to that, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, pick it up. But the only thing, that, the first thing that turned me on to that, and I talked to you about this. I said, I think I'm going to start reading this book based on the cover art. Like yeah. I was like, dude, that cover art is too cool. It's too that cover sweet. Art is too cool for me to not want to open that book up, and I'm so happy that that I pulled the trigger on it and read that first issue for sure. I'm still in uh, password reset hell, so Ugh. once I once I get out of purgatory, Valiant. I'll be able to continue reading. Valiant, help or my man just, out. I might just I might just uh, get the books at this point because I want that paper. I want that copy of those because oh, they just so the cover it looks just too good. It's so too good sweet. to pass up. It's too the sweet. last piece of. The last piece of news I have on my table is uh, Jim Lee was just uh, promoted to the creative chief officer of DC. Um, Jeff Johns has been taking the helm uh, for the last few years, uh, also doing while doing Rebirth. Uh, Jeff Johns was at the helm while he did Rebirth. Lee wrote a ton of of New 52. Um, and drew and, a ton of Batman and drew, New 52. Uh, uh, yeah. And drew a ton of New 52. Um, I think this is a cool move. A lot of people, and I've read the, re, you know, of course you read the, as soon as you read the news article, you got to read the comments. And I and for whatever reason, reasonableists, um, people are really unreasonable about the New 52 and about <sighs> Jim Lee's involvement in the New 52. Whatever, um, whatever. That tells me they cool. didn't read any of it. This is what it tells cool. me. They didn't read any of well, it. Well, they didn't like that Superman had, a, I think, a collar. And uh, that was one of the biggest comments of someone having a collar. Uh, I you know, buzz off. I don't even know what to tell you at this point. Like, I, just go away. Go away. Yeah, get go off away. my lawn. I mean, get off, get off my dadgum lawn at this point, man. I anyway, I'm not gonna get because here we go. All right, <laughs> Ryan's nope, turn to get cranked. Crank it up, Ryan. Nope, yeah. <laughs> nope. Keeping it, I'm keeping it down. No, but, but seriously, I'm super happy. I'm super honestly as close as. Um, seeing my own personal not you know obviously i don't know the guy i don't i don't know him but as much as i've been invested into his career uh you know for me hearkening back to you know x-men right x-men number one uh i've i've talked about that cover i don't know how many times it's timeless that, cover it's timeless it, it's so good um not knowing and then of course seeing that as a kid and uh, just loving that artwork as a kid not really knowing who it was or who drew it or what it was but i knew i loved it i knew it was awesome and then growing up now you know fast forward to 25 years later or whatever and i'm looking at the same cover going i know who this person is and i can respect their artwork and i can you know really absorb the content at this point through you know that lens of like knowing who these people are and i think 
I think that's awesome for him. I think that's great. I think it's a good move for DC. I think I think Jim Lee has a interesting viewpoint on the world, and I think it translates very well inside of comic books. And I'm glad he's the creative officer. I think we've had a great series with Rebirth. Um, we've we obviously had a great series with New Fifty Two. I'm excited to see where his leadership will take uh, DC down the road and see where we go from here until the next changeover. But I, yeah, that's that's yeah. great news. And I'm excited Super for happy. him as well too. Cause I mean, he was, when you talk about his art, he was the, you know, him and, and McFarlane were two just incredibly influential artists that are still copied today are still copied today in terms yeah. of, of style. And whether it's the X-Men with that timeless cover of X-Men number one. Yeah. He's the one who developed the quote unquote Psylocke pose. Uh, You know, his work with Batman is unparalleled. I have a hoodie sweater that is the Holy Trinity of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman on it. It's a Jim Lee artwork. Yeah. And it's in its black and white and it really looks cool. And he's not just a, a pen. Uh, and paper he he has a creative mind not the mind to run a business because he didn't do so hot with image trying to run a business but the yeah. artwork that he had under the image label with wildcats and death blow and Wildstorm, it the list goes on and on and on and, and of how much he influenced there i'm excited for him as well too and it's yeah. it's hard work that is that is well uh rewarded with dc and i know that a lot of image fans when he uh, sold Wildstorm to DC and moved back to working for the corporation, the man, that he came under a lot of fire. And I think that's why you still see a little of that residual nonsense. And it was a guy who said, look, I, was, I did very well with Image and it was successful and I created some awesome characters that now exist under the umbrella of DC. Yeah. They didn't go anywhere. They're still there. They yeah. haven't died. They were, they're not buried in, in, under the pile of wreckage of history. They're right. still there. And, but it was a man who recognized, look, I'm not really good at running my own publishing house, man. I just, I can't get this stuff out on time. I've got McFarlane breathing down my neck because, you know, Todd McFarlane is, was excellent at getting Spawn books out and still is very good at it. He's a great businessman and, and as well as a great artist and a great writer. Jim Lee's yeah. like, man, I'm a good artist. I'm a good writer. I'm just not a good businessman. I'm not a good publisher. I can't, I can't yeah. get my stuff out. Well, that's all he wanted to do was draw. And so when, you know, we, and we harken back to our image show, right? We talked about this. At yeah, length, yeah. Is that that's all he wanted to do was put pen on paper and, and be in a dark room drawing. That's all he wanted to do. Yes. Don't bother me about anything else. I'm going to sit I'm going to be drawing and I'm going to, that's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to blow your mind when you see what I'm yeah. done with. And it was, and it, it was mind blowing. And then, so when he did the, when he does the image trial and he does really great artwork and really good stuff, but things were falling apart in every other side of the business. I, you know what, man, like he recognized his own faults and said, this is not for me. I just want to draw. Yeah. I just want to do this stuff. And if DC is going to hire me to do that, then you know what, man, like I'm going to go do that because that's what I want to do right now. And, they, and I think that's a very cool. I just think it's kind of interesting to watch someone almost grow in that way where they said, where they knew themselves enough to go, man, I do not want to run a business. I don't want to be in control of those things at all. I just want to draw. And he did for years and years and years. And he still does. Right. I mean, up until now. And then now we see him taking over DC's creative 
depart like being rewarded you get no more yeah there's no more like running a business other than being dc's creative <laughs> yeah right like, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so and and you know and, and financially it uh, you know i mean i don't know the guy personally uh i would imagine uh he's probably not too concerned about where his next bowl of cornflakes is going to come from i think he's I, not only do i think he's been set for a while I, yeah he's yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's totally doing all right. Fine. I think he's totally fine. Uh, very cool. All right, well, man. Geez, man. Well, congrats to Jim Lee. That's really cool. I'm I'm out, man. Are you? Are you yeah, dude. You got anything left? I, I think over there? we've given the reasonableness a lot to unpack. There's no Twitter wars. There's no flame wars. There's only love, peace, and love, peace and love. If I'm going to quote <laughs> Ringo Starr from the Beatles, peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> Well, you know where to find us. We are on uh, Twitter at RFBPC. Uh, you can also email us at reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Uh, uh, don't even try to visit our Facebook page. I have no, there's no reason weeks. to. It's or yeah. months, I should say. Anyway, uh, other than that, uh, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. Have a fantastic day. Yeah.